Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the help that comes with many well-intentioned government initiatives. Today's show just makes you go, hmm, I wonder what they were thinking. Today, we're taking a closer look at a number of pandemic help programs that seem to have veered off their original advertised objectives. There are so many of these stories, I'm going to give you just a sampling. There's too many to cover in just five minutes. Back in the spring, the Federal Reserve announced with much fanfare they would take $75 billion appropriated by Congress and through the magic of the printing press turn it into $600 billion in assistance for mid-sized businesses through its Main Street lending program. Now, eight months into the program, the banks have written less than $6 billion in loans. This is 1% of the funds that were promised under the program. The Fed doesn't have the ability to give money away, but they can lend it. So then the question becomes, what are the terms of those loans? The banks would still have to absorb 5% of any loan losses, and the Fed would absorb 95% of the loan losses. Banks don't like to lose money, so they underwrote the loans very conservatively. If a borrower qualified as a good credit risk, then the banks generally loan the money through their commercial loan desk without having any help from the Fed. If they didn't qualify, the banks generally declined the loans altogether, despite the Fed assurance of backing 95% of the loan losses. The sliver that actually qualified was less than 1%, and it wasn't because the businesses don't need the help this year. If you don't believe me, just look at the nearly 900,000 new unemployment claims that are being filed each week. When businesses are forced to close or forced to tighten their belt, employees are the first to feel the pain. The pandemic has put enormous burden on healthcare systems around the world. Canada welcomes 49,000 refugees or asylum seekers into the country each year. And when they're waiting for their refugee claim to be assessed, they have the right to get a job. Many end up working in numerous low-paying jobs like call centers or as personal support workers in long-term care facilities and nursing homes. It's a dangerous place to be during a pandemic. And during the peak of the pandemic in the spring, Canada's federal government announced with a lot of fanfare that they'd allow personal support workers to shortcut being accepted as permanent residents in Canada if they committed to continue to work as personal support workers for a minimum six-month period. It took seven months following the announcement for the government to publish their 60-page guide on how to apply and the 25-page application form. And within a week of the forms and the guide being published, a new guide was published with new qualification regulations. In the U.S., the Small Business Administration Department of the U.S. government was tasked with administering two different programs to assist small businesses. The first was the Paycheck Protection Program, which would provide up to 12 weeks of salary in the form of a loan, provided you kept your employees on payroll for a minimum of eight weeks. And if you met that criteria, plus a few more, then a portion of the loan would be forgiven. The terms of the loan were later relaxed to allow for a wider window of time for the money to be spent and for the loan to be forgiven. But the problem is that 12 weeks of payroll assistance is not enough to support businesses that are now in month nine of a pandemic. Very few businesses are sitting on enough cash to survive nine months of economic collapse. The second SBA program was the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL. It's not a grant, although the first 10000 might be a grant under certain circumstances. It's a loan of 3.75% for up to 30 years. A number of businesses that have received funds under the SBA relief programs is estimated to be about $5 million. A lawsuit filed in May by a number of news organizations and those seeking greater freedom of information sought to publish the names of all the recipients of the SBA programs. And in November, 
a judge ruled that all 5 million names, addresses, and loan amounts totaling $595 billion worth of loans and grants would be made public. I downloaded the spreadsheet, which lists all 4.9 million recipients of the PPP program. I have to say it was a very uncomfortable feeling to be reading through this spreadsheet. I found names and addresses of businesses that I know personally from all over the country. How the courts argued that this publication was not an invasion of privacy is simply beyond me. So folks, we're going into a second wave and into a deeper economic winter. Some areas are in full lockdown. Some are in partial lockdown. Governments all over are scrambling to try and figure out how to help save the economy and individuals. I don't envy the job of government. We've got a nearly impossible job. Even the assistance that some businesses are receiving will not be enough to save them. So if your business has been impacted by the pandemic, don't just sit back and wait for government to save you. You have the agency to act and be responsible for your own business success. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>